Hey everyone, it's Q&A Tuesday. Before I dive into this uh, quickly again, thank you guys for all your questions. Pretty soon I'm gonna have to either roll the dice or do something in order to figure out which questions to actually answer. I can talk watches all day, but would much rather answer specific questions that watch guys and girls out there wanna hear the answers to. So thank you once again. First question comes from Solomon Max. Big fan of the videos, keep them coming, thank you. Uh, it's hard to find the 41mm two-tone AP since it's discontinued and favored by iced out watches fans. So the question is how someone can find watches like that. Saw some websites they claim to have them, but I'm scared to lose money. Thanks. Well, this is a great question and not specifically about, and I'm assuming you're talking about the 15400 on a bracelet uh, from AP. Um, it's funny you should talk about that watch. Uh, not so long ago, maybe about a year ago, before they became stupid hot, I, I actually had quite a few of them, and I was selling them off at quite the discount, up to 30 off wholesale and 25 retail. And then all of a sudden, boom, they disappeared off the market. Well, if AP discontinues them, obviously they're going to slowly but surely disappear. And when you get into a position where those that ice out or bust out those watches and put diamonds on them like this, uh, the watches become a lot more popular because these dealers are buying them up as much as they can, driving the price up because once they put diamonds in them, they make 50% margins on those watches. So how does one get out there and get one? Well, two-part answer for you. Number one, I don't advise going out after some, something that's super hot due to a different influence in the market, such as people setting diamonds in them because you're overpaying for the watch. Number two, if you do decide to go get it and you mention some website, just know who you do business with. And it's very easy. As much as I would love to plug my own website and tell you, listen, we are the guys that you should do business with, that's not necessarily true. We're not the only guys out there that are reputable, that have been around for a long time. And when you're out on any website, it doesn't matter what watch you're buying, whether it's something that's super hot or just a regular watch, guess what? Do your homework. If something is too good to be true, it usually is. That's the first rule of thumb. So if everybody's selling this watch for $25,000 today and somebody out there claims to have it for eighteen, dollars that should raise a red flag because it's too good to be true. So... Do your homework on the company. Uh, if you're local to somebody's websites, for example, you can walk into my office, you can check out my operation, you can come and look at the watch physically. If you're gonna call the website, and even though they may not be local, if you're in California and they're in Philadelphia like myself, just call them up and say, look, I'm interested in buying this watch, can I come over and look at it? If they tell you, no, sorry, that should raise a red flag once again. If you call my company and I happen to have this watch in stock, say, hey, Roman, I want to stop by and look at this watch. I'm going to tell you, feel free to stop by during my normal working hours, make an appointment, come on in. I'm not for say open to the public, meaning there's not people going in and out of my office at any given time. In fact, a lot of times a few guys show up at my door randomly and say, hey, we're just here to look at some watches. I do not let them in because I do not know them. For the most part, people that come in here, they make an appointment and they come here ahead of time and I actually know who's coming. If somebody randomly shows up at my door for safety reasons, myself and my employees, I just don't let them in. And last but not least, as I said, right now the market is way too hot on these watches. Go back, I don't know, 10 years maybe or so. Remember the Brightling Supervision, the big clunky ones that retail around $5,000. Last, I think it was around $4,000. You couldn't pick those up for retail. You had to pay over retail to get one because what were guys doing? They were putting diamonds in them. They became super hot, and therefore there was a huge shortage on the market. Ask me what those Brightlings with diamonds are now. They're worthless. Nobody really wants them anymore. And the only thing they're worth is the diamonds that are in them that you can then pull out and sell, which is not a whole lot. Next question comment comes from a gentleman named Gary Smith. Roman, I appreciate your knowledge in the watch market. Thank you, Gary. I have to comment the direction the watch market is taking at the moment is fueled by greed. In my opinion, it's all about blingy sports watches like the AP monstrosity on your wrist in this video. Sorry, again, just my opinion. 
No need to be sorry. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. Not everybody likes clunky watches. Despite benefiting by the hype and having my watch collection being worth considerably more than I paid, I prefer the days when luxury watches were not in the spotlight. You never wear your watches without fear of being robbed, and people appreciated watches for what they offered rather than alleged kudos they command. These days, people chase the brands and models that appreciate and value rather than what suits them or what sings to them. That's, that's a great comment. And again, Gary and everyone else, I take no offense of everybody, anybody making negative comments on anything that I do say or where everybody's entitled to an opinion. And I've always said people buy what they like first and foremost, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you should like what I wear. How should I answer this? I mean, it's the world that we live in, Gary. If you look at how much influence our media, and by media I mostly mean social media, has on the younger generation, my kids included, on quote-unquote the millennials as they call them, Everyone is so influenced by social media and media in general today, even TV, that it directly impacts exactly what you said. People want to buy what's popular. People want to buy what's hot. People want to show off. Let's go back quite a few years and let's think about what happened when you bought a brand new watch, whether it's a Rolex or AP, whatever, whatever. When you bought an expensive watch, it doesn't matter what it is. And it's now 25 years ago. Where was your ability to be able to show that watch off? absolutely nowhere besides between your immediate circle, maybe your co-workers, maybe someone that appreciates watches. Everything was a lot more low-key, and you are absolutely correct. 25 years ago, you could have put on an $80,000 perpetual calendar from, let's say, Blanc Pond, and your co-worker or your neighbor next door would not be able to tell that you have $80,000 on your wrist. Today's day and age, a 14-year-old from a block away can see that you're wearing an AP or a Richard Mille or an expensive watch at that, and they want that watch, and they strive to get that watch. Why? Because our media and our social media has made materialistic things so in your face, so upfront. It gave people the engine, I should say, or it gave people the platform, is the better word, to be able to show off without any real consequences and without having to feel as if they maybe should be a little more, mo more modest. Because let's do, let's do an example. If I take, I'm wearing a Patek Philippe right now. If I walk into a room of people, some I may know, some I may not know, and I start saying, oh guys, look at my Patek, look at my Patek, I have a gold Patek on, look how beautiful this watch is, look how expensive it is, and so on and so forth. Probably everyone in the room would look at me and say, what an asshole. However, if I take my phone out, I snap a picture of this Patek Philippe, I throw it on my Instagram. It sort of takes away that uncomfortability of showing off your watch because there's no in-your-face feedback. There's nobody there pointing a finger and saying, look at this guy, he's a freaking show-off. Does that not happen on Instagram? Yeah, you get negative comments, but for the most part, everybody praises it because it's the latest, it's the greatest, it's the hottest, everybody wants that watch. Oh, great, beautiful watch, and so on and so forth. The feedback you get on social media is mostly fake. It's not genuine. There's nobody in your face telling you, stop being a show-off, be a little bit more modest. Now, there's people out there that are in the business such as myself, so when I take that snapshot and I put it on my Instagram, I start showing off yet the next watch that myself and my company is trying to sell, it's not a big deal. But there's also people out there that are just plain owners, and they find social media platforms, give them the ability to, quote, not quote-unquote, but physically show off things without really the repercussions of somebody pointing a finger at you physically and saying, hey, you're an asshole, you need to be a little bit more modest. And again, this is the world that we live in today. In terms of safety, I agree with you 100%, but that doesn't just go for watches, that goes for expensive sneakers, that goes for expensive shoes, expensive bags, and so on and so forth. 
the exclusivity is not lost, but the privacy is lost. It used to be 25, 30, 40 years ago, if you walk into Hermes and you bought a Birkin bag, which cost over $10,000, not everybody and their mother knew what a Hermes Birkin bag was. In today's day and age, you walking down the street with a Hermes Birkin bag, you should somewhat worry because nine out of 10 people, the ones that can remotely afford that bag, will know what that bag is thanks to social media and its materialistically driven content daily and nightly and daily and nightly day and, and day after. So you are correct. I wouldn't necessarily say that the market is driven by greed. I think the market is materialistic, which I guess can be equated to greed, but the market is very materialistic because of how various medias out there today, including social media specifically, present these products to us and making them quote unquote hashtag goals, as you see on Instagram often. And by the way, those that are out there buying watches because they appreciate and value, it's all temporary. I've seen the market go up. I've seen it go down. So I've told you guys before, watches are not an investment. So for those of you guys out there that are buying up all these Nautiluses for stupid prices right now, their time will come and they will drop back down as they did 10 years ago. What goes up must go down. There are exceptions to the rules. I agree with you. But for the most part, it's those pieces that you hold on for 20, 30, 40 years. And nobody has a glass ball. No, when somebody was buying a single Red Submariner for $280 retail, had no idea they'd be trading for $30,000 today. But if you took that $280 35 years ago and invested into an Apple stock, for example, it would be a lot more than $30,000 today. And we both know that. That's why I always say watches are not a good investment. If you want a good investment, buy Apple stock. Next question is from a gentleman by the name of Dabber. Bonovic. Hopefully I got your name right. If I don't, I apologize. Roman, your video is entertaining and informing at the same time. Thank you very much. Uh, incredible that your channel doesn't have more subscribers. Well, guys, I just got started and I am growing quickly. And thanks to you sharing my videos and doing whatever it is that you do, my, my subscribers climb daily with the release of every new episode. I get 15, 20, 30 more subscribers, sometimes even more. So I guess I'm doing something right. Heart horology is not for everyone on so many different levels. I have two questions for you. One, do you have an estimate of how many of your customers are watching your videos? And two, what do you think about Bulgari Octofinissimo line and its position in the market? Thinnest everything. Thanks in advance for your reply. I don't have an estimate of how many customers are watching my videos. I've been around for 15 years, and because I started this business on my own, it was just me and my cell phone, you know, I know that a lot of my older customers that have been around with me for the last 15 years, I know they're all watching the video because I texted them. I said, hey guys, I'm doing this. Let me know what you think. So out of the 2,000 some subscribers that I have, uh, most likely uh, I probably get about four to 5,000 people watching because not everybody hits that subscribe button. If you didn't do it, do it now. Uh, but nevertheless, I know a fair share of my clients do watch this because I get feedback from them. I literally get phone calls say, Roman, I think uh, you either overdid it on the last episode, you made a good point on the last episode, or they'll call and argue with me and say, hey, listen, whatever you said is bullshit. This is not, this is not how it really is. And I tell them the same thing. Look, it's just my opinion. And I don't tell them that I'm the final world when it comes to watch world. I just tell you how things are in my business and how I feel about them. So yes, a fair share of my customers do watch, and I know this because I get feedback from them. Um, what do I think about the Bulgari Octo Finissimo line and its position in the market, tennis, everything? I absolutely love that watch. I'm a fan of Bulgari from the jewelry end. Contrary to all belief, everybody seems to think that right now Van Cleef is king, Chopard is king, or Cartier is king. Personally, for me, I think Bulgari is the better jewelry company out there. So I'm somewhat biased. We do sell a lot of Bulgari jewelry. It's popular, and I think they make some of the most beautiful stuff out there, specifically uh, all the stuff they do with the snakes. Um, what do I think about the watch? So I'm a sucker for gimmicks. 
So when somebody presents to me the thinnest everything, the thinnest case, thinnest bracelet, thinnest movement, thinnest that, blah, 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 and they package that up all around the $10,000 price mark, I'm, I'm hooked like a fish out of water because I'm a gimmicks person. That's why when originally all the limited editions were coming out, I wanted all the limited editions. I got into selling all the limited editions. In fact, one of the biggest things I was doing in the very, very beginning is I specialized in selling limited edition APs, every single one of them under the sun, and I talked about this before. So whenever something gimmicky comes out, I do like it not to exclude the Bulgari Finissimo. I think it's a beautiful watch. I think it's a conversation piece. I think it's relatively affordable. I think it's a great, great watch. If you're out there thinking about picking up one of those pieces, my advice to you is go ahead and pick it up. Don't worry about its resale value. You'll probably pick it up at a not so significant discount and then maybe later on it will be worth half of what you paid, but it doesn't really matter because it is indeed a beautiful watch. It's well executed. I think it's a great gimmick and bravo Bulgari for coming out with that watch. Take one more question uh, from a gentleman that I, I've answered the questions multiple times, Cuba Cardis. Thanks for coming up with great questions as usual. Another question more personal now. I know you don't really buy your personal watches as you have access to everything in the world, but if you were to get out there and buy something for yourself, is there a price limit you, where you would go that's enough? Not paying that. Or does it really depend on the piece all the best? No, it doesn't depend on the piece, Cuba. It depends on what I can afford. And contrary to everyone release, I'm not a multi-gazillionaire. I told you I'm a racks to riches story. I started this business from scratch. And even though I may have millions in inventory today, you know, my money, most of my money is tied up in my business. So on a personal level, I look at other things outside of watches before I look at anything else. One of the biggest investments uh, that I've made in my entire lifetime today, besides my home, was the education of my kids. And I'm a big advocate of education. And my kids go to a private school. And that's where I choose to spend my money. I would much rather buy one less pair of sneakers and one less watch and have my kids get a valuable education I can possibly provide for them. So today, if I had to go out there and buy myself a watch, I'd probably stick within that fifty dollars to $75,000 price range. But thank God I'm in the business. I don't have to go out there and buy any watches. I can simply go down in my vault, pick whatever I want, and wear it. Case in point, that's what I did today. I went downstairs. We happen to have a pre-owned Paddock 5712 in rose gold, and that's what I put on my wrist today. Uh, light, comfortable for a gold watch. Popular. Everybody wants these analysis nowadays. Uh, something to just kind of felt like going somewhat half sporty, half dressy with this piece, and this one does the trick. Well, guys, that does it for today. I want to thank you once again for tuning in. If you'd like to, you guys, next Tuesday for another Q&A.